Welcome to Legends of Greyskull, the podcast that dives deep into the mythology of Masters of the Universe, with your hosts, Matthew Dooch and Sean Scavana. News, reviews, remasterings, and more are just ahead on Legends of Greyskull. Legends of Grayskull, the fan podcast where we discuss the history, the mystery, the magic, and mythology of He-Man, She-Ra, Eternia, Etheria, Nordor, Primus, New Adventures, Old Adventures, Ladybird, UK Annuals, Comics, Mini-Comics, anything and everything you can do that He-Man, She-Ra, Master of the Universe, Princess of Power, that Netflix logo across your screen. I'm Matthew Dooch, here again with Sean Skavarna. Sean, how are we doing tonight? I got dressed for a hike because I heard we're going to go and visit a forest. Forge on the forest of the forest of the forest. <laughs> I completely screwed that up. We're going on. Yes. A, we're going on a quest today because this this is oh, an alliteration that I cannot do at this point. <laughs> we are. Where are we going today, man? <laughs> we 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 are going. We it's it's taken us many nights. It's glad to have you back again. <laughs> Um, I appreciate it. It's it's been a while since our last episode. I know you guys, but we're here. We're gonna finish up tonight. We're gonna finish up our revelation breakdown, uh, and we are gonna cover episode five, entitled "The Forge at the Forest of Forever," streaming now Thank you. exclusively on Netflix. So there's no recap, guys. If you want to find out what happened, what we thought about the other four, go watch them. Pause us, come back. If you still haven't watched the series on Netflix, stop us, go watch Netflix, then come back here. Start with our Revelation Breakdown number one and cruise on through. Trust me, it's well worth your time. Um, First off, well, first off, let's talk about the people who made this possible. So this is The Forge at the Forest of Forever. This was written by Eric Carrasco and again directed by Adam Canero and Patrick Stannard. Okay. The Forge at the Forest of Forever. I have watched this episode numerous times now. I have not once heard them refer to anything in this episode as the Forest of Forever. That's bugging you, isn't it? It is! <laughs> Why would you make this title? I mean, the Forge. Obviously, we're going to get to a Forge, right? I mean, that's that happens. But they do not mention the Unless I have missed it. In my near 10 time views, I've lost track, guys. That's closer to 10 than farther away. Unless I have missed it that entire time, they never actually name anything in this episode The Forest of Forever. So why put it there except to hit that F alliteration? And yes, that bugs me. You know, why? You get a title. This could have been called The Forge. The Forge at Central Tower. The Forge... Forge of Grayskull. 
And I mean, why the forge at the Forest of Forever when you're not going to name the forest in there? Oh, I, I kind of look at it like, um, okay, for starters, I don't like having to say the name of the title mm-hmm. of this episode because as you saw with the beginning of me trying to do it, there's too many apps for me to remember all at once, and yes. I couldn't remember which order they even went in. Way and so I completely flubbed that intro. Man. And on top of that, it's a it's episode five, so there's another F to throw in there. Yeah. Um, but uh, here, here's the way yeah. that I look at that title. And I will say, um, I think it was the, they do those, uh, like the commentaries where yes. Kevin Smith sits in with each writer. And if and I remember, I, I am looking forward to finally watching those because I have held off okay, because I did okay. not want to be tainted. I mean, you can go ahead and share what you're going to share. I'm no, just saying it, I have not watched them yet. I was waiting for mm-hmm. us to finish up. And so I'm looking very much forward to that. So if if I remember correctly, he it, Kevin Smith did re, rewrite some of the titles of the episodes on his own after they were already submitted. And this is one that, if I remember right, he oh, did sure. rename this to that. And I will say, this is the most Star Trek sounding He-Man episode I've ever heard. <laughs> or Masters of the Universe episode, I should say. Not He-Man, because it is not He-Man in the Masters of the Universe. But the way that I took this title, the, uh, the Forest of Forever meant... Preternia and the fact that it is a wooden area and 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 Mossman talks about people become the forest and he yeah. he becomes this and all that. So I kind of looked at it as well, everything's very, you know, very green. Everything's yeah. very forest and woodsy. So it's just the idea of this is how they're always going to be, that is forever to the people that are now there. The the champions who are now dead and they are residing there and the forge being right there with central tower. And it's like, I kind of viewed it from that angle, kind of like how people might call uh, metropolis, the city of tomorrow. Yeah. Or, you know, they have different names for, you know, different, like the big apple for New York, that sort of thing. In a Superman comic, at some point, they have referred to Metropolis as the city of tomorrow, correct? Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I get the analogy. I get what they're going for. Why didn't you use it? You know what I mean? It's like, uh, yes, it's the old Family Guy skit of you know, you know them saying the title in the you know mm-hmm. in, in the movie, but like, you know, and no, I don't want you know. Clark Kent to be like, oh, uh, changes and I am Superman, and this is my quest for peace. Like, no, but if you're going <laughs> to use the Forest of Forever, use the Forest of Forever, you know, in Mossman's mm-hmm. speech, or what, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. But, that's my only gripe, is that they don't actually use that that phrase, the Forest of Forever. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and it is a clunky title. I mean, you're coming from Power of Grayskull, Poison Chalice, you know, most dangerous man in the attorney. That's probably the, the second most clunky title, in my opinion. Uh, and then Land of the Dead. Like everything else is, it's very kind of like boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom. You know, and this one just like I don't. Know. <laughs> just my personal <laughs> no, gripe. I do not care true. for this title. 
And I, I, I think they could have gone a little bit better. And I, I'm sure part of it was, you know, like, how do we title this episode without giving something away before? Because the episode list did come out about a week yeah. or so before the show premiered. Um, so I'm sure that was in their minds. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we'll throw the Forest of Forever in there. It's a good analogy, but since it's never actually used anywhere, it won't tip anybody off. Well, out of all of the five titles that they gave, this was the one to make my mind go, well, what's that about? Mm-hmm. And, you know, from, from that point on, like I, and initially I was thinking, oh, we're going to, like, we're going to preternia as in the historical preternia. Yeah. And we're going to witness Grayskull forging the sword possibly. And, you know, like it, it was it, in my head, I went to a whole different place than where yeah. the episode goes even though there is a reforging of the sword and all that, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't mind the title. It's mostly the alliteration that has me like <laughs> trying to say it. And I don't right. have a prompt in front of me because that's just how I always have to do this. And then I'm like, Oh, what the heck? You know, <laughs> I'm putting blah, blah, blah. But, but, um, out of all of them without having seen the episodes, I actually, that was the one to make my mind go the most like, where are they going on this episode? That actually, that sounds really like there's a mystery to that title more than land of the dead. You know where you're going. Most dangerous man in attorney. There's like question mark of who that could be, but there's a 50, 50 shot. You might get it right. Power of Grayskull kind of a given poison chalice. What's the chalice? Yeah, obviously it's poison. So what's the chalice? You know, <laughs> so in in the case of this, it's like this one had this whole like the the sky's the limit of what this is going to be and how we're going to present it. And now yeah. we're about to get into how they present it. So yeah, absolutely. Let's get into it. Number one, before I start, I would just like to reiterate my displeasure that Preternia is used as this uh, paradise afterlife here. All right want that on record again i've gone into my reasons numerous times i'm not going to go deep but mm-hmm. I, I i really feel that paternia should not have been used for this afterlife they could have come up with something else and i'll leave it there uh, all right so we come right into this episode with adam carving a tombstone for orko um and we haven't really talked about his o symbol which adam carves on here i I like how it's some simplistic, like it's still the the O, but it's got those that little bit of rune glyph whatever in the interior that just kind of kind of kicks it up a little notch. But it's still mm-hmm. immediate, like you see, and you're like, oh, that's Orko's O. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, just something we kind of skip by before because it's not as evident on his outfit. I felt as it is when Adam carves it on the tombstone. Yeah, and they they've been doing that with uh, like the one that that was the most they they went there was I remember in uh, when when they did Superman Returns, it, they turned out like all of the suit had diamond shapes all over it because they yeah. wanted to keep repetitively having the diamond shape of the Superman S. So even the S had diamond shapes to make. I was yep. like, this it, this works because it's it's simplistic, but it adds a little something to the overall design. Whereas the other one was overkill and ridiculous, and I don't want to talk about it anymore. But th- th- I like this the the O having a little yeah. little bit of flair, as it were, actually is is pretty cool. Yeah, no, it worked well. 
Um, and of course, they're all they're all remembering him. Um, Adam says you were loyal. Tila says you were kind. Evelyn says you are a fool. <laughs> and uh, and again here we're getting we talked about it you know a couple days ago on our last episode it you know Evelyn there's a little. Is that, there's a little bit of sincerity, or there's a little bit of me that wants to believe she's sincere, but she does seem actually torn up about the fact that he gave his life for them, and she even she even leaves her helmet by his tombstone, kind of like, and that's a moment mm-hmm. to for me. I know you were you were already there a little bit, you know, you know, last time. Oh but for yeah. For me, this was the yeah. moment where I'm like. Oh shit! Like, is she really gonna like? Maybe not turn good, but at least stop being so evil. Like, is this is this a turning point for her? Is she, you know, that symbolic nature of, of leaving her past behind the the, the skull helmet? Mm-hmm. Um, that was the moment where I started questioning, like, okay, is 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 she gonna be on the up and up, or at least more of a a, a, a neutral? Or D&D, even a chaotic neutral, you know, kind of, kind of person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, again, you know, like for somebody like me, Orko swayed me and I was never the biggest fan. So, yeah. I mean, imagine how she felt fighting side by side with him in the last yeah. episode in particular. I mean, I, as, as, you know, like in the old filmation, there was always a He-Man would try to turn a foe into a friend at times. Right. And I think like out of anybody in this show, Orko was following that example with that moment. And, yep. you know, like, it, and it's it's the craziest thing. If she would have turned good completely here, I would have never questioned it. Because they built up enough in the five episodes right. to really make me go, it could happen. It really could happen that she like y- y- there is that like twenty five percent chance yeah. maybe maybe even a little less than twenty five but you have that like I kind of hope that she might now you know right or like I said even that fact that like okay maybe she won't turn good but maybe she'll be less evil like maybe she'll just yeah. stick to like petty theft and not yeah. like murder <laughs> you know like that like, like just, just scale it back a bit. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, we're, so so uh, yeah, she's 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 throwing me here. I don't know what to think about old evil Lynn, but we'll get there. Um, so Adam calls in a favor. Uh, he asks for a little help to make the area around Orko's grave look more like home for him. Um, and so little breeze blows through and makes the vegetation and kind of a, a circle around the grave look like Trala. Some of that fauna that we saw in the, the Land of the Dead episode where they went to Trala. So, um, and we find out that Mossman has made it here as well. Adam said mm-hmm. the Mossman did that. Um, Well, we'll get we'll get to Mossman. He's got some big mm-hmm. stuff coming up. Um. So at the same time, while Adam's calling in the favors, Evil Lynn's starting to lose it a little bit. She's hearing some voices from her wife. Um. 
you know, just just the typical stuff. It's like, uh, you know, the magic's running out, you're running out of time. Now, I was torn between... I guess my initial thought was that this was a sorceress kind of like reaching out like, hey, you know, we're getting, you know, clock's ticking. Where are you guys? But then I remembered that she she's pretty much powerless at this point from giving up that last ember of magic to Evelyn. Mm -hmm. Um, so for me at this point, after after that's ruled out, I'm going, well, it just it's 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 her own self-doubt. It's like her getting in her own head, like seeing it burning lower, and she's she's thinking she's hearing things, and uh, and basically she just on herself, like, hey, look, we don't have time for this. We are, we, this thing's almost yeah. out. This is it. Yeah. Well, she's been that character since episode three. Yeah. It, uh, no matter what, so it doesn't. It wouldn't surprise me if it was her own intuition. So. Luckily, Adam has the other half of the power sword. He just pulls it right out of the old vest. <laughs> mm -hmm. And he says, you can have it. Here you go. It's all yours. Mm -hmm. But he goes, you can even go find Hero. He's probably around Central Tower. You know, maybe he can help you reforge it. Oh, but uh, just so you guys know, there's no way out of here. You're stuck here forever. Yeah, this, this <laughs> moment bugged me. I know, I know the pause that you're doing, and it, it bugged me because uh, this is one of those. There's no way you can get out of here, but I think I know someone who can get you out. And I'm like, that don't don't talk in absolutes when you're going to take it away the second later. Basically, I I, I was. I, I'll I'll say it right now, and yeah. and uh, who knows if if I'm going to get hate for this or not. Out of all of the episodes, and and we're talking even Poison Chalice, which I know is not the highest ranked yeah. for most people. For some reason, this episode for me is the one where I'm like, I feel like this one should be remastered sometime. Really? Yeah. Really, that is surprising. Really. There's there there are some things in it that I actually think are great. Yeah, and then there's things in it where I'm just like like that moment. I don't like yeah. that. I I really wish he would have not said you can't get out of here. I would have liked for him to say something along the lines of, "It's going to be difficult to get out of here, but I think I know someone who can give us an idea of how to do it." You know, or something. Versus, you can never leave. You know that that just bugged me on. Because it's like the minute he says it, then he's like, but I think I know how he can do it. And it's like, then why yeah. just say that? You know, it's 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 like it's like me getting in trouble with my wife and her her giving me the riot act, and then right after that, she's like, But you could still but, you could still get your pre-order from Big Bad Toys to be like, why didn't we just go through all that crap? You know? Like, <laughs> see, I I felt that Adam was off kind of this whole episode. But to me, it made sense. Like, he, it kind of feel, it felt to me like, hey, it's more like when you, when you tell somebody like what you're told, you know what I mean? Like, so basically he showed, and here's the thing. We didn't get to see Adam get here. We didn't get to see him meet the natives. We didn't get to see any of that. 
But basically, this is paradise. Like, this is all these great champions. We'll just jump ahead a little bit. With all these great champions here, this is their resting place. When you have defended Eternia with honor, your spirit goes here when you die. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to be this eternal paradise. Live out your, well, not lit, but, you know, your spirit gets to reside here. And it's your, it's your, it's your prize for, for everything that you did for the planet. So Adam shows up here with all these great warriors and he's, and basically they're telling him that like, Hey, there's no way out. You know what I mean? Like, this is mm -hmm. it. This is our paradise. You know, this is all of it. And, and Adam's coming to terms with it. Again, we don't know how long it's been. We don't even know if time flows in the same manner here. But basically, Adam's coming to terms with, okay, I saved the planet. I stopped the magic from destroying everything. And I feel like he's trying to be content. You know what I mean? Like, he's trying to convince himself, like, yeah, my work's done. I could rest now. But I got a feeling there's just that little thing in the back of his head. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so he's been here this time, and he, in the back of his head, he's kind of like, you know, well, if there was a way out, where would it be? But, like, that's just a thought in the back of his head. So when, so right off the bat, he's launching into whatever he was given when he was here. Yep, this is paradise. Here we are. You know, it's easy to get here through Subternia, the land of the dead, because they share the wall. You know, that analogy. But there's no way out. Because that's what he was told. Yeah. But then he's and, like... And but then he's like, but I've been working on a theory. You know what I mean? Like, he's... He, here's my thing about that. And, and yeah, um, my, my, my biggest, I, I think if I have a, a big complaint about the show in general, mm -hmm. it's not any of the crap that it, all the negativity is going on about and all the haters and all that garbage. My complaint usually comes down to I really wanted there to be a B story in, in all of these yeah. episodes because and granted we just said in um in the previous episode we we uh when we, episode uh four yeah, Land of the, Land the Dead, Dead we we had talked about the fact that episode was jam packed there really right. was a good amount of episode just doing what they did there my problem though is the B story would have been really cool if they would have on episode two or right. a, a, somewhere, somewhere yeah. in there had, had had like Adam, you see like it's dark. And then all of a sudden, like the, the, the yeah. screen starts blinking. Like when somebody's coming to and he looks up and there's these warriors standing around them. Right. And it's like, here's Adam. And we're like, wait, wait a minute. And then you can go through what the physics is of this place what the history is of right. this place and also get to know these warriors even better because here, this episode does a great job of at least touching that a little bit, but yeah. I'll tell you what, this is not the, I hope this is not the only time we get these, these uh, characters. I, I know there's the issue about King Grayskull, which I personally do not have a problem and I don't see as a problem yeah. because this is now a different version of Grayskull than the 2000 X. I love that Vicor, Wondar, everybody's here, and we get them for a little bit in this one episode, but it would have been kind of cool to have even five minutes in each episode leading up and to I this think, dedicated 
to Adam learning about this and them doing that to him where it's like, you can never go back. Right. And, and each episode, and it's, it's like, um, it and would lead can- up to like, uh, Wonder Woman, the, the first Wonder Woman in the, yeah. in the scene up to No Man's Land. No, you cannot do this. No, you cannot do that. No, you can't. And finally him just going, this is what I have to do. And he goes, right. you know, and I think that would have been a little more, my speed at least yeah. for this kind of an episode over and I know this episode's relegated to that and that's it you know we either brought it up in the overview or in one of the previous episodes but we said that before like it would have been nice mm-hmm. just just little it didn't have to be long but yeah end of episode two is adam waking up in Britannia. then some snippets in episode three and i could even mm-hmm. see it skipping episode four like we don't check sure. in with him and then we yeah. get here and it's like okay it all ties back but basically, yes. that's where I am. So, like, I'm kind of filling in the blanks myself, but I'm basically, he's, Adam's trying to convince himself his work is done. And so immediately, he's like that with Taylor. He's, he's giving her the same speech that everybody gave him when he got here. Mm-hmm. But then immediately, he's like, he sees that look in her eye, whatever. Like, he's like, no, they need to get back. And he's like, all right, listen up. I can, don't tell anybody, but I, I think I might know a way. Because mm-hmm. even he's unsure. He's speaking in, 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 you know, he, he's, he's assuming and he's guessing. Like, yeah. he's got a, a, a good theory, but he hasn't actually tested it yet. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and it's kind of that thing. And we're going to see that in a little bit here. Like, Adam, he, he's, he's trying to be at peace, but is he really? So just hang on to that thought here, ladies and gentlemen, as we, as we go yep. forward here. So, basically, uh, Adam and Tila are going to go find a way home. And Evelyn, Beastman, Andra, and Roboto are going to go reforge the sword. So they head to Central Tower to find Hero, who can hopefully help them. Um, the minute... The minute, and here's the thing too. We we spent all this time, four episodes now, about Tila and how she's processed this grief. Mm-hmm. And we haven't had to, we haven't had any time with Adam. The second they get away from the group, Adam turns to her and goes, "So we're going to talk about it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that is all that is on his mind from the second he sees her is just like. All right, so so you know, what what you know, what are we? Let me have it. You know, are you mm-hmm. mad at me? Are you well, like what? Like the last time I saw you, I was pulling all the power of the universe into me so that it wouldn't kill you all. I know mm-hmm. you saw, but that's all I know. And he did. He does. As we find out, like there is no, there's no magic window. There's no mirror. There's no orb. There's there's no gateway or not. No gateway, but there's no way for these guys to look in on Eternia. It seems, or if there is, mm-hmm. Adam has not been has not been allowed to, because he has no idea what's going on. And you know, th- this whole interaction, man. This is what I've wanted to see for years. You know, they have it out. Teal's like, "What is there to talk about, He Man?" And mm-hmm. it just there. That instant familiarity with the, with the you know Tila being upset and she's like, "Well, you're not gonna." And I, 
at this point, he, Adam's even like, well, what, why are you here? What's going on? Why do you need the sword? And uh, Teal's like, oh, you're not, what, I can't have secrets? Like, <laughs> oh, I just, mm-hmm. I, I loved it. It was Adam and Tila. It, it took me right back to watching the, watching them, you know, bicker in the classic cartoons. Like, it's, yeah. it's that familiarity. And she is really hurt. And there's, it's, it's not wave a magic wand. It's not apologize. You know, there there's no quick answer to this. No. Nope. Like, uh, this is not a, a oh, I'm sorry, Tila. Okay, Adam, I forget. No, this, this is deeper than that. Like, they got some stuff to work out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, watching that, just it, again, it made me think of the whole, like, if you've ever had your girlfriend or your wife or significant other get they they got that mm-hmm. you know like oh oh you know like oh we're gonna talk about it you know that kind of vibe right. but then when you're ready to talk about it because you're like i'm throwing myself down on this and and it's like the whole no they're not ready yet you got that uh there's so much crap that's gonna come to the surface with this and i love that that was played out in that way with this reuniting moment yeah <laughs> oh god and of course and of course the 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 great line it, it, when Tila's really just thrown at him. She's like, my best friend died. It, or, oh, I forget exactly what she says, but basically she she's like, I couldn't I couldn't even be mad at you. And he's like, yep. I died. Like, that is my that is probably my favorite line of the entire series because as a man, that's all. It's like no matter what you do, I died. It's like yeah, and you should have come back. So I could have yelled at you for it, right? Like, what and am I supposed to do to make you happy? And that's where she's at, and that's what's <laughs> caused all not all the issues, but a lot of Tila's issues is the fact that she never got this. she never got to resolve any of these feelings, any of this, anything. And now yeah. she's getting that point and she just lashed out at me and just like, lady, I died. Like, what do you want yeah. from me? What more can yeah. I do? You know? <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, but at least we saved the world. D- didn't we? Yeah. You know? And it's like, oh, and she, she just doesn't have the heart to tell him, you know? And I, I think I might have gotten ahead a little bit there, but, um, but yeah, just Adam and Tila in this episode are freaking phenomenal. I mean, they they got their personalities, they got their interaction, and uh, and more so than that, we have confirmation through this that Adam actually did die. Like, because of course, with me, there's always that part of me that will, especially in a fantasy world where I'm like are they really dead or did he get transported someplace else as I was doing with Orko and Scareglow you know uh, back when we recorded the last episode you know mm-hmm. so to actually hear like no he really died like th- yeah. I'm like oh shit like okay um, mm-hmm. <laughs> verified alright you know like, yeah. you sa- like you said you know hey if you don't see a body it's usually up for grabs in fiction. But yeah. no, he, he really did get vaporized. Mm-hmm. So that's... Ooh. 
Well, the other thing is, I guess you could say if there's no body, there's big char marks on the ground from where they once stood. You might want but, you might want to figure because yeah. that's the thing in the first episode. Like there is a big char mark there where is. Adam was standing. So yeah, but yep, Adam actually died. Um, he does explain to her that you know Grayskull Tower is the key. If there's any way back, it would be there. But first, mm-hmm. they need. King Grayskull. And Teal's like, did you King Grayskull? He's like, yeah. We, we hang out. We're cool. You know, he's trying to, <laughs> he's trying to, he's trying to, sh- you know. Hey, you know, I got, dropping. I got Stan. <laughs> yeah, I hang with Grayskull. <laughs> King G, we call him. He, he owes me five bucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and luckily he knows right where to find him because today is the wild hunt. Um, yeah. So Adam and Tila hop on some hover discs straight out of the '87 movie and fly off to find him. Yeah. Um. I even like the line there. Adam's like, "Remember these?" Tila goes, "There's some things you can never you can forget." Never forget. Yeah. Um. <laughs> we cut over to Central Tower. Andra is just in love with Hero in this. She's like, <laughs> he fought the Horde, and he, he fought with King Grayskull, and he did this, and he did that, and my grandpa used to tell me stories about him, and, like, this is just, like, again, that small-town girl who's now in the afterlife seeing this mythical warrior, like, she's just like, ah! <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and this is one of those cases of, yeah, maybe you don't want to meet the actual hero because he's not exactly like, I'm not going to say he's an idiot or anything, but he's, he's not quite as heroic as maybe the legend in her head because at this moment, he's a little befuddled. (laughs) Well, you know what? I thought on the first couple view throughs, I thought the same thing, like Mm -hmm. that he's acting befuddled, but I don't know. I, I still, I don't know if the closed captioning made me zero in on certain things this last because I still have the closed captioning on from when I watched uh, Landa Dead so I could get that nursery rhyme word for word. Sure. But, you know, that moment where he's, like, standing there and he's, like, he's, like, trying to figure out how to line up the swords, like, how they go together. Mm-hmm. What he says there is... Um, he sa- He says that he can't believe... The sword broke. This is the conduit for all the power in the universe. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 less. So this time around, I'm like, okay, it's less of a like, how's this work? It's more of a like, yeah. dude, you guys broke this. Yeah, like yeah. how how you know <laughs> how? Yeah, like, this was forged in the fires of Grayskull with. Trawling mages and like it's the most powerful weapon in the universe, and you broke it. Mm-hmm. It's like <laughs> when your kid comes up to you with your mini comic collection, it's like I ripped a page. You're like, How? Yeah, <laughs> I only gave it to you for a second. Yep, and you probably will put the page right where it was ripped just to like, Come right, on. you're like. What? It's like until I try it with my own hands, I'm not going to believe that you messed this up. And then what you do, you're like, oh, I guess it really is broken. Great. Yeah, yeah. So I think, <laughs> and the thing is, it doesn't line up 
I mean, as we've seen, especially with this half of the, uh, again, this ha- this power sword splits down the middle, and it separates into, like, a, a very light and dark half, more mm-hmm. like 2008, where they're very different designs. Like, there is yeah. not insert slot A into hole B. Like, that's mm-hmm. not how this sword works. And Hero was not there for the forging, and Grayskull was. So, you know... Watching it back through, like I said, my initial reaction was the same. Like, oh my god, he looks like he, he's kind of acting like he's dumb. But I think it's more bewilderment. Like, guys, I, I left you alone with the sword for like a millennia. Like, you couldn't, you couldn't take care of it. <laughs> we had three other guys over here that managed to keep right. it in one piece, at least. You know. <laughs> um, so they're trying to figure out how to reforge it. And Roboto is like, oh, I got a quark collider built into me. Very Iron Man-esque, it seemed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and of course, Hero brings up that well, we're missing the Trollin mages that helped control the magic the first time, you know? Because, it, it, like I said, it's not just forging a sword. There's a magical component. Um, but there's uh, so for that, Evil Lynn is going to use that last ember of magic in her wand, you know, the power of Grayskull to to hopefully supplement the Trollin magic that's missing. Um, and Andra comes up with a way to turn the entire central tower into a gigantic blast furnace to give Roboto the heat. So with the heat and the magic, it's, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's masters. It's technology and magic combined yep. to form these great weapons. I mean that that is awesome. Um, so while they're doing that, uh, we jump back to the hunt here. Um, okay, okay, Sean. Here's here's your boys here. Give us a yep. rundown. Who we got? Well, we got Vicor mm-hmm. and. I, I love the way they designed him in this. Oh my god, he's so cool! And then yeah. we yeah, do have great. Wondar, yeah. and he he's he's apparently the fun guy. He he almost if if he was a Ninja Turtle, he'd be the Michelangelo of the champions. I think he just seems like he's always having a fun time, and he's he's like the he's he very, has a chuckle. He's very <laughs> simple. He's very. I mean, besides the simple. He almost gives me like a like a Schwarzenegger in Twins. Yeah. Like when Schwarzenegger's doing his comedy stuff, you know, Kindergarten Cop, Twins, mm-hmm. like that's kind of who he is. He's like, mm-hmm. I mean, and he's built like wide, like he is a, he is a brick house, you know. Mm-hmm. Vicor is very muscular, but but Wonder just like that slab, like yeah, like a very caveman. That's the word I'm looking yes. for. Yes, yeah, yeah, and and I I actually liked. Um, in the designs of them, they really defined them as their own people. Yes. And I like the, the it, with, with like, or he really did feel like it's Conan in the show. Cause the, yeah. when you hear the description of Conan, they really went for that. And then you also have, uh, is it, it I want, I'm going to get her name wrong. They it, pronounce it weird in this too. Yeah. Um, Kodak Ungle. Yep. Yep. Did I get it right? Okay. You got it. Kodak Ungle. And she was, in filmation, she was a sorceress before Tilana. In this mm-hmm. one, they seem to put her even farther back, like maybe the first sorceress, because she even speaks mm-hmm. a language that no one else can really understand. Vicor seems to understand her the best, 
But even mm-hmm. at points, he's like, oh, I don't know what she's saying. <laughs> I like that because I like that in the afterlife, there's this woman that they don't know what she's saying. And right. they're that's like, how, fuck with that's her. how long she's been there. Like, she yes. Is. yes. Um, and even her speech patterns really reminded me of, of, uh, in uh, the filmation episode, the Time Corridor, when they go back in time and yes. first meet the Snake Clan, like they're talking mm-hmm. real weird, and Orko casts a spell that makes that translates. Um, and mm-hmm. the the patterns reminded me of how of their native talk. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I yeah. can't lie; it, it was so much fun. To, and you know, I know these are basically classics canon for the most part um I but mean, they i really didn't go into their backstories much so that's they left all that open like king Grayskull, yeah yeah we got the most out of him and in that prequel comic that's come out but even he doesn't really have a lot like there's plenty to work with there if they decide to to go with these guys and talk about them at all they don't even really i like that they didn't even peg them down necessarily as defenders of the sword or mm-hmm. a gray skull, they were just like, yeah, these are the great champions over the years, and and that again, like I I can agree for the most part of anybody who doesn't like the idea of them being conceived as he men. I, I know you and other friends of ours; they're not fans yes. of that. I don't care for that. The way they presented them in this is exactly how I viewed them. Mm-hmm. Where I would love to just see these heroes. And they right. did something that was that was bigger than themselves in their right. time of being a champion to make it that yes, they deserved a, a place of honor in the Valhalla that is uh, Preternia. So in that way, it doesn't make anything of the He Man idea with Adam change, and it makes every it, it makes them right. special as well because. It, for anybody who complains about, they make the dilution of Adam being He Man it feel, you know, like weakened in that way. Yeah. To me, it's like, well, that's also making those characters look weakened because they don't have much to be themselves other than they had the sword at some point. So in that way, it, and it's like Adam was the one with the power sword still. He had the the the, right. the, the light half. None of the other guys had it. It was right. him. He kept it. Right there. They, just, just saying. <laughs> right. And it didn't even seem like Hero knew that he had. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we see the wild hunt. That's basically they let they let a purple uh, cat, big cat, loose, mm-hmm. and they chase it. Yep. Um, good times. And of course, King Grayskull's there riding Bionatops. I like that they had dinosaurs too. And obviously, Bionatops is is a huge callback. But then they had uh, they had a Diplodocus that had like robotic feet. I think uh, Wondar was on him. And then they had uh, Sky Sleds. And then Kodak Ungle was on a dinosaur that had no robotic parts. Like, kind of like she was back from even before. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so old, my dinosaurs didn't even have technology back then. Like, whipper <laughs> stampers with your, I was your just robotic triceratops. <laughs> um, but it was kind of cool kind of seeing that different light. Like, they kind of get the gear from the different eras, even though they're not... Like, I don't know, maybe when, when that champion dies, like, some of their animals or technology or something. Like, it, it's, it, it's just kind of, 
It's it, it's just an interesting motif, like seeing all the different transportations all together. And like I said, it would have been nice to set some of this up a little better because it would have less left us not guessing how this works as much. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I just, that's a good shorthand for it, at least. Okay, each of them gets something from their era that it right. makes them feel like home in the Valhalla kind of area they're in. Mm-hmm. So. And uh, so uh, Adam and Tila are trying to get up to the front of the pack. Um, I like that they, that, you know, this is the afterlife. And Adam has... They say that Adam has chosen his lesser form, is what the other great champions called it. And he is the first great champion to ever do that. And and we see it. Like, when they're racing through, like, Tila's better on the hover disc than Adam is. Like, she always has mm-hmm. been. Like, Tila's always been better than Adam. You know what I mean? She's always been the one mm-hmm. training him. She's worked her whole life. I like that Adam was just Adam. Like, he, again, this all goes back. If you guys have been watching Legends of Grayskull for any time, Sean's like, here he goes again. I've always said at the heart of He-Man, it is really Adam. Like, Adam is the true persona there. And He-Man is the disguise, the warrior, the champion. And Adam showed it here because he's like, hey, if I gotta be here forever, like... I'm going to be me. I'm not going to be He-Man. Because that's just the guy that I turn into to save the day. But it's still me. You know, and then he's trying to, there's points here where he tries to convince Tila the same thing. Like, every time you were fighting with He-Man, you were with me. Like, you know me. That's me. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's very much getting into the whole identity crisis type thing, you know? Um, but I, I, I like the way Adam and Tila work together. They get to the front of the pack. Um, and honestly, the, the other champions like make fun of Adam and everything. They call him Flea Man because he chose his small form. You know, he's mm-hmm. small like a flea, <laughs> like a flea. Yes. But at the same time, they're not mean about it. You can see there's like a respect there. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, if anything, I I, I got especially from like uh, Vicor, like he's kind of like, dude, you 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 chose your regular form, like that's, like that's badass, you know. I I, mm-hmm. I got those vibes. They didn't go into detail, but I got that subtext. Like you know, they're actually kind of like, wow, like you're you're pre- you're pretty tough. Like you're confident mm-hmm. enough in yourself that this is who you are. Yeah. Yeah, I it honestly the other thing about that though, like it, I forgot about that moment because that does kind of lean a little bit towards maybe they had to use the power of Gray Skull or something. But the other thing, the other thing to that though is, it would be interesting to see what the other forms of them are too. Well, you could even just, just out say, of curiosity, you could even just say before you know the tragedy, like let's say. You know, I mean, it could be going more like that that abandoned masters uh, plot line that we covered. You know, where Adam or He Man was like that weak villager, and then mm-hmm. he became like there are other ways to transform. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Maybe 
Vicor chose to be like his, his, the prime of his life, Vicor, instead of, you know, the young adult Vicor whose village got slaughtered, you know, before he went on his journey to yeah, right the wrongs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's other mm-hmm. ways than just the power of Grayskull necessarily. That's, that's true. To that's transform. True. So, I mean, it, it could be either way. It, and again, they leave it ambiguous. So if they want to come back, they have not ridden themselves into a corner. They leave some mm-hmm. stuff open. Um, and I like that. Um, uh, so then we head to a campfire. They're, they're chilling out. And we get... Now, there's a few more people here that they show. Yeah. Um, so we've got we've got a girl whose back is to us. Uh, we've got uh, an African-American gentleman and then uh, a white male with green armor. Uh, any thoughts on those three that we never actually get introduced to? I... I uh, like watching it. I didn't process all of it, but then uh, like mm-hmm. online, I've seen stills yep. and uh, Shirella, Shirella uh, yep. who she worked, uh, she was with uh, hero yep. in yep. the mythology. Yeah. She was, an um, I think I, yeah. I agree with you. I think that's who the girl is. I think that's her, but I don't know who, like, I know there were some people saying maybe the one, uh, the African-American was, was uh, Sun Man, perhaps, which for me, I'm just like, I don't really see them wanting to go that way. Yeah. So I, I couldn't even tell you who that would and have it, been. And if it was Sun Man, I feel like, why didn't you give him some sort of wings? Like, that's his exactly. thing. Like, yeah. where, where are the wings? For me, I was thinking... <sighs> And again, he didn't live long enough to necessarily become a great champion, but maybe because of the way he died, um, you know, in the Revelation prequel comic, I was thinking that could be Dare, you know, King mm-hmm. Grayskull's other son. Um, it's possible. That, that was just a thought, you know, maybe because of how he died with the Orlax, they're like, okay, let him in. And then he got to choose his form and it became the man he would have grown into. Mm-hmm. Um that was the best I could come up with. As for as for the white guy with the green armor, I got no ideas. That armor <laughs> looks vaguely reminiscent of something, but I can't I can't place it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. That's that's one of those things that I I know Powerhouse keeps putting out like their behind the scenes stuff with uh, the character models and the backgrounds. Yeah. I'd almost love for them to have one where it's like, here's the, here's the Easter eggs that you might not have caught, you know, now that it's a month, almost a month away from where we got to see it, you know, give it like maybe on the month date go, okay, here's the Easter eggs that we put in there that me, if you didn't catch it, this is what we were doing. Or even just throw out those model sheets, like the whole, I mean, like they have everybody else. It should have their name on it, even if it's no. That, that's what I mean. The, but yeah, that would great be the Easter egg reveal great of the champion number two, great champion yes. number three. Okay, at least we have an answer. <laughs> but right now we got nothing mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Just speculation. Um, and Tila and King Grayskull have a great little heart to heart here, where you know King Grayskull talks about how, you know. He talks a little bit about how he came to be. He was the first wielder of the power sword, and Tila Tila unloads on him everything that's going on. She's like, "Yeah, we're screwed. World's losing magic, you know." Um, 
and yeah, they, they she's like she's like we have to get home. And, and Grayskull says, you know, he's like, hey, yeah, you know, Grayskull Tower can get you there. But he throws out the caveat that because you know Adam comes up after Tila has talked about what's going on with Eternia, but he catches the tail end of the fact that Grayskull Tower can send them home. Mm-hmm. And he asks King Grayskull, he goes, well, have you ever gone back? And Grayskull's like, no, we're we're dead. That's unnatural. You know, mm-hmm. we can't do that. And he goes, and he, 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 he lays down the big thing is that if you go back, that's it. You don't get a second pass to Preternia. This is a yeah. one-time thing. You live your life, you die an honorable death, you get here. But if you go back, there's nothing for you. And he says he says he you know he he feels like he's only lived since he's been dead that he had nothing to fear you know yeah and, and, you know and and now he can reap his infinite rewards for what he's done and he mm-hmm. goes he goes yeah I I have no idea why anyone would ever want to go back basically. And the looks that Adam and Tila give to each other on that. Those sideways glances. And that's what leads me to believe, like, yeah, Adam was already thinking about this. Like, if I can find a way back, you know. And, and I mean, I just, it, it's what I've wanted to see for a long time. I want to see some progression in the Adam and Tila relationship. And this is hitting it for me. Yeah, she's pissed at him. Yeah, she's mad at him for everything he kept from her, but at the end of the day, you can see in her heart that she wants more time with him. And she mm-hmm. wants to actually progress to something. Yeah. And pretty much, like um, I, I said it recently when we talked about um, episode one, I want to say, you know, it's like anybody who's lost someone important to them, mm-hmm. who wouldn't want? an extra day with that person. I mean, the, the movie onward, which is one of the greatest Disney movies I've seen in the last five years was all about that. And it's such a great movie just for that reason. And this show does the same thing for me where, like you said, Tila now knowing what she knows that puts the, everything else in a whole new perspective for her. And she couldn't even, she couldn't have done anything more with that. Right. And now here's this opportunity and it is like the Superman 2 kind of thing. It's like, okay, you give up this to go back and do the thing that is right. Right. But you have to sacrifice something, you know? And and again, you know, it, it sets Adam up to be in this light where, again, I, I grew up with He-Man being his own character. And that was my version. And when I saw Filmation, it always screwed me up that He-Man is a, is a magical incantation to become the character that I bought but I thought he was his own person but it's like you know for me being who I am the show is making Adam and Orko look a hell of a lot better than they ever did because it's like these are the moments that make you go but he's a hero and a hero is sometimes that person that does the the hardest choice but they know that that's what has to be done and in this case he could lose eternity just to do the right thing and know that attorney is safe again, you know, yeah. and the people he cares about her are, are safe. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you want to talk again, we, we have talked many times on this show 
and there's so many episodes that I know we've said it. Yes. Stakes, stakes. This is yep. what it's about for us. It's like you, if you tell a story and you bring in the stakes like this, this is where we are eating this stuff up because how are we supposed to be invested if there isn't some kind of a big decision like this at the end of the day? So Absolutely. I, I appreciated them going this way with it. And like I said, I mean, my biggest complaint is I wish we would have had more time with Adam to have him, to have him kind of being at ease, but not quite at ease at being dead and being in the afterlife. Yeah. And even having like conversations with Grayskull going like, you know, I still think about them, you know, and, right. and Grayskull being like, I do too every day, you know, yeah. and it's like, it doesn't mean that, it doesn't mean that you should interfere. It means that you just, you, it, the, the love still continues in yep. you in that way. That would have been cool, you know, and to have that. And then all of a sudden there's Tila just standing there and him going like, well, shit, you know, like, right. Hey, Grayskull, <laughs> this ever oh, happened man. before? <laughs> so I just made her so mad at me. She came to, to hear just to, just to give me crap about it. This is amazing. <laughs> So moving on, we are heading back to the central tower. Um, they are getting ready to forge. Uh, Evelyn gives the magic to Roboto right into his quilt collider. They plug him in. They put down the blast doors. They seal it in. So it's just a blast furnace. Uh, everyone clears out and Roboto begins hammering. Um, central tower. I got... Especially the in, well, obviously the interior, the out, the exterior looks just like the toy. And I didn't yeah. have this toy as a kid. I've never had it. So I don't know. But the inside in this series really reminded me of the 2000, the Mike Young Productions Hall of Wisdom. Like it mm -hmm. really felt kind of similar architecture and everything. Um, I don't know if that's just coincidence or if that was intentional, but I definitely got some. Some MYP Hall of Wisdom vibes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even get that much, but it, it, it just had this. It had a it, like that's the weird thing about having that in Preternia as well. It, it's with 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 Preternia, I would have expected it to be mostly like lush forests or something, yeah. and instead, here's this industrial structure and all that stuff. So it's like it, like it, but it's masters. As, yeah. as weird well, as that is, like so, it's said, like it the, worked for the me sky sleds, way. the dinosaurs. Yes, yes, like it's yes. it's kind of an everything of yeah. of these guys. Like I still believe that the towers were actually in the legit past Eternia. Yes, like same that here. they're not just yeah. preturn the the afterlife. Preterns. The Valhalla. This yeah. is why we don't name it Preternia. <laughs> A, I agree. Huh. I agree. It is but, the tr it, it, that is definitely not not the easy part of this episode. I mean, I have right. my complaints about it, but that I I can agree with you completely. They they could have named it something differently, right? And, and that would have been the end of it. Actually, the past because that's it, that's been well established all yes. this time. And um, also, if you name something pre anything, it just makes sense to leave it in the past. Right? You know, it's just prehistoric there you go exactly. it, it, you know, it's like i don't call heaven prehistory or historic but, now i yeah. have to apologize because now we cut back to tila and adam and this is the scene where we get the uh 
Tila says, He-Man didn't hurt me, you did. And Adam replies, I died! Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and and she's she's not going to tell him. He keeps bugging her, like, why do you need the power sword? Why do you need to go back? What happened? Didn't we save the world? You know, that's this moment here. Um, and he says, and he gets cut off, and he goes, there's something I have, and, and she cuts him off. She's like, mm-hmm. nope, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to tell you anything. You think he was going to tell her about the sorceress, sir, as well? Being her mother? It was kind of a weird... There's something I have to tell you. I think, again, like Man-at-Arms earlier, I think this was Adam's moment. Like, look, I ring pissed at me. I kept secrets. I got one more. But she ends up cutting um, him off. That's a good question, because I, does he even know that, though? Yeah, I, I, I was. Well, he does because I was leaning on filmation canon. Yeah, he he is he's the one who saves her at the Crystal Sea, and they go and meet the Oracle. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, the Oracle yeah, right. does the he whole does story, know. and the sorcerer shows up and only wipes Tila's mind. That's right. Yeah. And, and okay, because the sorcerer yeah. even says to him at the end of that episode, "I love this line." And she's like. She's like, I, I I, assume you can keep a secret. And He-Man goes, well, I have had a little bit of practice. <laughs> so, if we're going on uh, vintage canon, then yes, He-Man knows. So, I'm assuming he does here. Because otherwise, I don't know what he was going to tell her. Yeah, and that's, you know? that's I mean, the thing. I, I can't think of anything else for the life of me. It's all wrapped up in the secrets here. It's the same thing she was going through with Duncan, like. How can I trust you? And then realizing, like, hey, look, <laughs> you thought that was a doozy. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll yeah. tell you. Um, exactly. But Tila cuts it off. She's like, she, because, he, you know, and he even says at, at some point, he's like, he's like, well, what if I go back with you? And she's like, this is paradise. Why would you leave? And, and she takes off. Um, and we get to see Mossman now. Mossman. Uh, well, Adam just like Adam must have realized he was there. You know, he senses he's there because he's like, he's like, you heard, didn't you? Mm-hmm. And I was like, who me? No, why would I? Yeah, I heard everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love it. Alan Oppenheimer as Moss Man in like a grizzled old battle cat voice. Oh my god, this was this was perfect. Um, and we get to see the new look of Mossman that the toy is based on. Because like we said in episode one, he did not look like the, the figure that we got in the Masterverse line. So this mm-hmm. is like his reborn form. Um, and they, they talk a bit, and, and Mossman says, you know, it, you know, you know, they're talking about why would you leave? Should I go back? Shouldn't I? What are the pros and cons? And... And Mossman gets into that forest analogy, even though they don't use the word forever, ever. But, you know, he's like, hey, look at me. I died, and I became a forest. And, and he's, it, here's the thing, though. He says to him, he's like, he's like, I'm still young. I'm only a million years old. Like, I've got a whole life ahead of me. So, is Mossman really dead? Like... There, there's, there's a little bit of it here where I feel like maybe they're ramping him up to like 
like Moss Man that died by Skeletor's hand, like that was like the master of camouflage Moss Man. But in death now he's got like the whole forest at his control. And now he's like he's like changing the flora and the fauna to look like Trala. He's can you know, he's he's he seems more elemental now. So um, is it like did he die and was reborn? Like can we still count him as dead? The thing about Moss Man that uh, that ever since Mike Young. Yeah. Uh, I I kind of go like I feel he's one of those characters that wherever there is a new bud of something opening or a new right. flower forming, it's like he's still he's still there, and all of that combined would equal to he's back and he'll he'll right. show up again. He's and that's the thing. Like in that version, yes, he's a warrior, but I almost look at him as a spirit as well, you right. know, and. That I think is kind of what's happening here, where yes, he's in he's in the afterlife, he's imparting his knowledge. But I think back on Eternia, once everything starts coming back, which granted I'm jumping forward, yeah. but once he calls no, on the, the power way. of Grayskull and everything starts coming back and it's blooming again, right? I kind of feel like that's that's like pulling him either back or there's there's like the essence of him still there. And then a new one's going to form yeah. that will be like a new champion in right. Eternia to help with the, the heroes. Yeah. It felt like it was bridging that gap because it's been, yes. we even talked about when we had Matt Rodriguez on, I think the first mm-hmm. time, like, do you prefer your heroic warrior Moss man? Or do you prefer your like nature God, God Moss man, you know, and mm-hmm. it, if this kind of felt like, hey, we're trying, to, we're trying to bridge that. We're trying to get the two versions together, and basically, he he had to die and rise again. I'm gonna leave him on the death list for now because we don't. Spoiler alert: we don't yeah. see him outside of Preternia. But I feel like he's kind of above that. Like he's mm-hmm. he, like I say, he's more of a force of nature now. Um. So from there, from Adam and Mossman, we jump back to the central tower, and they are just 4G, 4G. You know, there mm-hmm. is, there is, this is, this whole sequence is great. There's not dialogue, but the, the, the fire stoking up, and Roboto hitting the switches, and hammering, heating up, and uh, as he, as he's heating up the sword, and he's getting it ready to combine, and blasting it with that magic, and just, this whole sequence is beautiful. The the score by Bear McCreary illustrates it perfectly. Um, yeah, I uh, down to the point where where you know Bravado's reaching like critical system failure, and you see mm-hmm. his like visor screen is like cracking and getting staticky. Um, mm-hmm. And then basically, basically the only problem is base the fact that they're missing those trial and mages because when he goes to actually put them together that magical blast just knocks him apart yeah but the sword is whole again it's hanging in the air very filmation-y very sword of protection and the secret of the sword you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's but yeah there was nothing there to control that magic blast and, and uh Unfortunately, Roboto does not survive the forging of the sword. And everybody rushes in. Tila's there. And, 
he, he, he tells her, you know, hey, let let Father know that he, he basically created a miracle. Like, because as all of his programming is shutting down, Roboto is actually afraid to die. Like, yeah. He's afraid of shutdown. And he's not supposed to be able to feel fear. So, he's like... And at the same time, he's ecstatic. He's like, he's like, that's amazing. Like, I'm, a, I, I'm not just a creation. I'm a miracle. That at the end of my robotic life, I'm afraid to go. Mm-hmm. And he shuts down. And this yeah. one got me. Oh, I, I, I mean, Oracle got me too. But this one was the, the, the unexpected. Like you know, mm-hmm. I've always been an Oracle fan. Like I get his place. I've always so when he died, no matter. What if he were to perish? Like it would get me. But Roboto was like that unexpected. I'm like, what? But, but, you know, and, mm-hmm. and like I said, that whole monologue as he's going, where he's like, he's afraid, but he's proud, but he wants to make sure that Duncan finds out the amazing mm-hmm. work he did. Like, oh, and of course, I got to put Roboto on the death count because he felt fear. And, yeah. But yeah and, I mean that one was a sucker punch. I'm like <laughs> I didn't think I would I would be that upset about Roboto dying. You know what I mean? Like you hate to see anybody die, but Roboto was one where I'm like, you know what? I could be okay with that. But now it's because he is the robot to me. But now it's like but even if they rebuild him, does he have the same memories? Does he have the same You know what I mean? Like there was there was a life force there. Mhm. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like they did a really nice job of bridging the way that he was in 2000X, which is why the minute that they had him in the show and I saw that personality come through, I'm like, it's not 100% 2000X, but that the the first episode with him, Roboto's Gambit, where I, I want to help. Right. It's like, those are those are powerful words in any situation, and especially with what, they did in that episode with they're outnumbered and they don't have any good ideas of how to stop what's happening. And he still wants to go in and do what he can. And he even augments himself. And now here we have this, where he's augmented by having the, the knowledge of Duncan because of how he was built and everything. So it's like, he's an extension of Duncan. And on top of that, again, I could hear in my head, I want to help. Right. So, you know, it's like you put those together and then you add into it. If it wasn't for him, the sword wouldn't have gotten forged. Because if you think about it, if they brought Duncan with him, Duncan probably would have died there, too. Because if you saw how everything worked yeah. out, and I don't even think he would have sustained on those in those temperatures. Exactly. Like that was when I when I was watching that part of like he's going critical and he's a robot and probably can withstand heat that's even hotter than a normal person. So if it wasn't for him being there, we would have lost Duncan, and that's no good either. So, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, that whole, it's, he's a miracle. And, and yeah, I mean, for, for a character only being in it for a certain amount of time each episode, again, you know, Justin Long doing the voice of him. Oh, I was impressed. He, yeah, I, I was impressed that. For somebody who was doing kind of like a data performance from Star Trek The Next Generation, he had that cadence when he would talk. 
he sure hell as hell emoted using that cadence in a way where you're like, wow, you know, yeah. he's bringing, he's bringing something to this. hundred percent. Oh, and, uh, yeah, that, uh, the whole having the memories of man arms, the brain pattern thing, that's straight out of the, the newer DC comics, the Eternity War storyline. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a nice addition as well. Like another throwback um to some tying some more recent stuff in. Um Yeah. Um so then from there uh, basically, we jump right to Grayskull Tower. Like, it's it's time to go. We're running out of time. We've got the power sword reforged. we got to get to Grayskull, call the power back. Everything will be good again. Um, and, and, and again, Adam's having some doubts. He's like, I don't know. You know, everyone's telling him, like, look, hey, dude, there's been champions before you. There's going to be champions after you. Like... Lay the burden down. You did your part. This is this is your time now, you know, to 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 relax and rest and everything else. And um, but Adam's like, no. Tells Tila, I go where you go. Mm-hmm. We're going back, baby. Adam's We're going. coming back to Eternia. Damn eternal paradise. And and it actually works because he's going back to the future <laughs> because it's his future. He's it's not even he's when he left off. It's yeah. Two to three years later, depending on how long you view Beastman's beard. Yeah, from what I understand. <laughs> hey, Duncan. And Duncan's, Duncan's got Duncan Struff. Yeah, he's got the hair now. He's got the ponytail. He's got the hair. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, there was there was never any doubt in my mind that he would go back, but still, like, yeah, get him, you know. Mm-hmm. So they head back to the portal, and, and and Adam's messed up coming through here. Like, here's where we get the scene where it's like we're back through his eyes, and unfortunately, as he wakes up all disoriented, there's uh, Triclops's uh, evil cult members that are just like yeah. attacking. And he's like, oh god. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. and he, he got more disoriented than the rest, but I mean, you got to figure that's cause he's the only one that was actually dead. Like yes. this is a whole, you know, coming back to life thing for him and everybody else. is just like, yeah, we're just going through a portal. It, well that, and also he doesn't know what attorney is like anymore too. I kind of viewed it on that level too, where sure. it's like, he had no idea that this crap was going on with it in his absence. And then all of a sudden it's like, what did Triclops do? Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, he never even got to uh, to see the Hall of Wisdom, really, because he was already down in the orb chamber mm-hmm. by that point. So, yep. yeah. So, like, yeah, all this is just disoriented. And uh, yeah. Hall of Wisdom, all right, we kind of we kind of jumped past it earlier. But the more I look at it, the more I get a toy crystal castle vibe to it, especially that front like dome. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much you've looked at the toy crystal castle, but uh, I, I know, like I, I can remember like aspects of it, but I have like, 
you compare that yeah. to Grayskull, and I couldn't tell you what makes that def- you know right. the definition of that versus Grayskull because I had Grayskull and the kids. Just another so. thing. And the coloring, you know, it's kind of got that yeah. pinkish, yeah. crystally. Um, but yeah, watching it again, I, I'm like, hey, maybe that is kind of a little like reference, like, hey, what, you know, make the Hall of Wisdom look a little more like the Crystal Castle, the toy mm-hmm. version, and, and kind of tie all that in together a little bit. That was kind of cool. Um, well, it does use crystals and diamonds and stuff in defense, right. so I'm I'm completely down with that if that's what they did. Um, and so our group of warriors here are pretty much surrounded by a whole line of road times. I mean, they're they're everywhere. They're going to get wiped out. But luckily, we've got Man at Arms. So he's up on the, on the parapet of the Hall of Wisdom, and he's got a giant laser cannon, which he uses to take out the Rotons, uh, giving everybody a chance to get inside. Um, so yeah, they head down to the Orb Chamber, and again, they're talking about how all the magic went. Now they're saying it went with the halves of the power sword. So that's why Subturnia, why Orko felt stronger there. And that's why in Preturnia, it's still lush and foresty and everything. Whereas here, like even down the orb chamber, you know, it was full of trees and life and everything because it's so close to that power. That's the, it doesn't, you know. I've heard people speculate about why it didn't, how things grow down in the bowels of Grayskull. Because, again, this magic is life on Eternia. We saw it when mm. the magic water dripped. It put all those little sprouts up. So just being that close to the pure raw power is why all that vegetation grows so lush down there. And I can, yeah. I, I like that idea. More so even than the, even though the crystal bowels in Mike Young looked really cool. I like the idea of like this is the life force of Eternia and and really that nature, you know, woodsy down there. Mhm. Yeah, I I like that. I I like either or to be honest, but I always felt like the Mike Young one pushed it way more than like the the spatialness in it. Right. I always felt like that was, it, it almost reminded me for anybody that watched Doctor Who, it's like the TARDIS. It's like, Grayskull looks like it takes this much space up, but the interior is like this, you know? Right. And so in this one, it, it, it does have this really good visual sense of at least this is the, the same space on the outside looks like it's the same space you're dealing with on the inside. And the lushness and all that actually not something I would have expected, but I actually enjoy that because it does have this, um, it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's the fountain of youth kind of a feel. Right, or the, exactly. you know, like you're saying, it's instilling the life essence through the magic in the, in the way that this is, I, again, never would have pictured that in Grayskull. And it, it was kind of a nice surprise the way they added this to that, uh, to their canon for revelation. Absolutely. So, <laughs> But as they get down here, everything's dead, it's wilted, it's rant, like, mm-hmm. everything's messed up. Um, and, and Tila pulls out the sword, and she's, she turns to Adam. It's like, it, it's up to you. You have to call the power back. You're, you're our only hope. Um, and, and so Adam holds aloft the sword. And by the power of Grayskull, 
He uh he starts calling the power back. And and it mm-hmm. works. That's what surprised me the most. I was waiting for like like a monkey wrench here, but he's he, he the power comes down. Uh mm-hmm. Grayskull changes back, you know, it transmorphs back into Castle Grayskull. You know, yep. from the from the Hall of Wisdom look. And uh, the vegetation grows back. The orb starts to reform. Um, mm-hmm. It sinks back down into into the the chamber, the holder. Uh, the sorceress enter enters a ray of light, and it looks like she's getting transformed back into the sorceress. Um, like everything's working, which is which is amazing. Um, and. and mm-hmm. At that moment, the uh, oh, and and when once the Hall of Wisdom transforms back into Castle Grayskull, Triclops is like, oh no, we're in yeah retreat, and, and yeah, he calls a retreat of all his forces that are laying siege to the castle, and uh, oh, and even the you know we remarked that when the power left after the explosion, like the night sky like turned to kind of a generic you know, starry sky. Well, mm-hmm. as soon as that power comes back, you got those red skies, the clouds, the lightning, mm-hmm. like everything is is being fixed. He's fixing the world. And he goes into the, about to do the I have the power pose when Evil Lynn's satchel starts vibrating. And the Havoc Staff flies out of it. Mm-hmm. And Adam goes to complete the transformation with the I have the power. <laughs> Basically. He gets run through, run through with the Havoc Staff with its pointy end as Skeletor rematerializes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and again, this Ugh. show does does the whole. They do it once, and then when they do it the second time, you've seen that coming. And the fact that the Havoc Staff in the fight with He Man turned into like the spear at yep. the end. Of, he turned it sharp and pointy at the end. And the fact that here we go, you should have saw it coming. I mean, but nobody nobody would have figured. That's the thing. They set it up in a way where, yes, it would make no sense. Number one, we already know through the toys there's a spoiler here. So when's that showing up? Number two, why would they kill off Skeletor? Why would they kill, you know, it's the whole, why would they kill off the main characters? But then when this moment happens, it is, it was like shocking. But at the same time, it's like, there it is. He used it once already. Now he's using it again. And this time it worked. Instead of he man deflecting it, so yeah, it was, and that was the shocking part is that he actually ran Adam through. Not the fact that, like, we all knew Skeletor was coming back. Mm-hmm. Adam's back now. Like Skeletor can't be far behind. But it got me. It it gets me every time because <laughs> everything's so hopeful. You know, it's mm-hmm. by the power grade. Everything's healing. Everything's writing, and you're like, yes. Here we go. We're back. And then it's like, I have the power. 
And it's like, come on. <laughs> well, it, here's here's something about that moment that that got me. And it still it is, and maybe it's just me. I don't know. I I kind of have this feeling like the mini comic for new adventures showed yeah. that he's in the middle of the transformation. Yeah. And wouldn't that have equated to Skeletor not being able to pierce the power that he's using because that messed him up pretty good in those. Yeah. In the, in the, so there is a part of me that's like, how did he do that? I mean, I get that he's using the havoc staff, but he's still so close to the transformation. You'd think there'd be like something where he puts the staff through it it would be electrifying him or blowing him back yeah. in that moment. It would have been so nice. I, I have, I have my reservations on how that works personally, but this is what we have as the story. So we're just sticking to that. It is. So yeah. Uh, so Skeletor stabs Adam through push, takes the power sword, throws Adam on the ground. Um, And, and basically, basically, watching Adam transform, he realizes what he did wrong the first time. So, and he he tells them he's he was hiding in Evil Lynn's wand all the time to recover from his injuries, and he was mm-hmm. waiting for the right moment to come back. Um, which explains the voices we heard. Take that out of your back pocket. We got it. Voices. Yeah. Here's a rotting qu- her along. Here's a question for you. Yeah. Um when when Lynn was saying that the pow- the the magic, the ember or the flame that was burning is already half of what it was the day before. Yeah. Do you think that was because he was you do. Okay. Are you Go ahead. Yeah, finish your thought. Do you, do you think that it was because he was using that to heal himself while he uh, was absolutely. All right, yep. I thought so too. Just yeah, because why second. else? Good. Wouldn't he have come out in the interim when there was yeah. no He Man? There was no Adam. You know, yeah. He he's he stowed her, himself in her staff to save himself, and then once the magic was in, then he's like, okay, I can use this to heal myself. And now, yeah. but at the same time, he's observant of what's happening, so he's able to be like, hey. I see what I did wrong. I can't just hack into this orb. I need a conduit to call upon the power. That's where I messed up. Um, Mm -hmm. And in here, uh, Andrew and Skelly have a nice back and forth. Uh, uh, Skeletor talks. Andrew's like, who are you? He's like, I'm Skeletor. And Tila's like, leave her alone. And Skeletor's like, hey, she asked me, Captain. Like, I just like the, the, for the most part, Mark Hamill's joke, or joke, Mark Hamill's Skeletor here <laughs> is yeah. very nice, except for one line that I and still I, cringe every time I hear it. Yeah. Because when he says, you done good, Lenny, all yeah. I hear is the Joker saying, you done good, Harley. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, yeah. That's the one line where I'm like, yeah, that's just Joker. And that's, I think that's more with how it's written than, like, there's only one way Hamill can deliver that line. And that is going to sound like the Joker. 
Well, that line, in my opinion, like any iteration I have ever seen to this point, with the exception of where I'm not going to count the comics, I'm, I'm just counting the cartoons. Right. Skeletor would never refer to her in that way at all. It exactly. was Eva Lynn. And it's just that it's that's her name. And that's what he would say. He doesn't have pet names. And if he gives you a pet name, it's usually you bumbling boob or something like that. And that's his typical. So mm-hmm. it's like it's so out of the vernacular that is Skeletor. And that that moment when I heard it, I was like, I didn't need a Joker reference right. here. Like it really was like they just threw it down there. And I'm like, could exactly. we not do that? Because Skeletor isn't Joker. And anybody who has. There are moments where you can hear him, hear Joker come to the surface, and it's just because it's Mark Hamill. Right. It is what it is in that case, and that moment really didn't help anybody go. No. But he's being Joker doing Skeletor, and it's like he has some great moments of Skeletor, but then that moment was just boom. It was a clunker for me. Exactly. But they, but there is some good dialogue between him and Tila. Andrew, you know, Tila goes to attend to Adam. You know, stop the bleeding. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's groaning and moaning and, and not in too good of a shape. Um, and then Skeletor raises the sword aloft and says, By the power of Grayskull, I have the power. And turns into Skelly God. Yep. And as he makes himself appear above Castle Grayskull, the Clearing himself the master of the universe in a very genie like fashion. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> credit roll. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> I. <sighs> okay. The fact, right off the bat. I don't like the fact that they they put that Skeletor or anybody apparently can just raise the sword aloft and say the words and get the power of Grayskull. I I don't like that. And I have no problem with Skeletor getting the power of Grayskull. Loved it in the 87 movie. You know, I mean, it can be done well. My problem is, is that's not how he gets to do it. I guess is my thing. Like that's that's not yours. That is something that only certain people can do. And Skeletor, especially in this iteration, because this is not, uh, at least as of right now, it is. It seems pretty clear that this is not Keldor. This is not my lost uncle. You know, this is demon Mm-mm. from another dimension, Skeletor. So, in my opinion, he should not be able to raise the sword of law and say by the power of Grayskull and have that do a damn thing. Except maybe maybe open the jawbridge. Maybe he could use a sword for that. I'd be alright with that. But he's gotta find... I just... I, I don't... I didn't like that. I didn't like it when I first saw it, and I, I certainly didn't like it anytime since then. It has not gotten better to me. Hmm. Uh, I look at it like... I don't know. The way you're talking about it, it's making, in my head, I'm going, okay, so are you looking at it from the sword itself is going to be similar to Mjolnir with Thor? 
where it's someone who's worthy is only able to wield it and actually say it without getting blown to shit, yeah. you know? I mean, le- okay. less restrictive, because we know King Grayskull used it. We know mm-hmm. Adam uses it. I mean, Dare, if you follow that storyline, will eventually use it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then, of course, you've got the Sword of Protection that Adora can use. Like, but yeah, there has to be some restriction to it. Because otherwise, mm-hmm. why isn't everybody just like, Adam just like, here, call upon the power of Grayskull, then pass it to Man-Arms, then pass it to Stratos, then pass it to Mechanic, then pass it to Buzzoff, then pass it to... Well... You know what I mean? Like, there's... No, I I, I know what you mean, and I, I the, the thing that I think, no matter what we're going to be having in the future of this brand, for at least in the foreseeable future, is that idea, though. Because look at how multiverse ended and look right. at even how eternity war ended with, you know, the, that, that splash page of He-Man, you know, you have the power, you know, but he had to forge separate weapons for that. Well, I understand that, but I'm just saying I'm that, just saying. that likes a whole nother thing. Right. To even like, like I'm complaining that we should have had more of Adam and Preterni. It's like imagine also right. Skeletor now has to find his own version of the sword. It's like, oh dear God! But there is that part of me where I'm like, I honestly feel like the people in charge. That is the angle they're going to go with because it, yeah. it feels like they don't want to just have it be He Man is always going to be the one having the power. He it, they want to spread it around a little bit in a way where everybody gets to be super powered now. And I don't know if I like that personally myself because it does, it it waters down He-Man, like you're saying for even the champions, but uh, I don't know. It feels like they're going there. You know, 87 movie, you know, they use the eye of the Eternia thing and like him putting the power sword into, into the slot on the throne of Grayskull. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so even if they had had it where this time, Skeletor takes the power sword and opens the vault back up, and this time instead of just cracking it open, he actually like absorbs the orb or so, like something like that. Like he can. That's all I was looking for. Just like a, sure. a, a little difference. Like he, to me, it just he can't just yes. Skeletor can control the power of Grayskull. Absolutely, it's happened before. That's. That's the stakes, right? Like, that's what we've mm-hmm. been told since the beginning. Like, if Skeletor takes control of Grayskull, we're all in trouble. Yeah. So even if he, you know, inserted the key back into the slot of that pyramid, and then, like, a throne popped up, and Skeletor sat on it, and, like, became the king of Castle Grayskull, and got the Skelly God powers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that that's all. I just, I need that little bit of difference. Because otherwise, I, it's just... Uh... All right. Well, now somebody else grabbed the sword and, and changed, and somebody else—you know—it just—it's—it's it's too loose. Even at the end of Eternity War, Adam had to use the Forge of Grayskull to make the weapons that could tap into the power. You know, it wasn't just like, "Hey, here, take my sword. Say, say, say these words. I got to print on a card here for you. Everyone, take a card." You know, mm-hmm. there just there's there's got to be those rules for me that, and they have to stick to them. You know, it wasn't, it's not a deal breaker. I mean, obviously I still enjoyed the show overall, but that is one of the moments where I'm just like, really, that's it? Like, he didn't even have to take over Grayskull for that. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, that means at this point, anytime he gets the sword, 
he can get the power. You know, even if Adam yeah. ends up beating him, basically now you have to kill Skeletor. And now we're painting ourselves into that corner again of, you know, that all the modern stuff likes to do where we have to kill the villain. Kill the villain. And it's like, well, yeah, you have to because now he doesn't even need to be in Grayskull because he knows the incantation now. So, He-Man's walking along a country road, Skeletor ambushes him, grabs a sword, and boom, I'm Skelly God again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's too easy for the villain. You've got to you've got to have a little bit more, in my opinion. Well, I, I, the other thing too is also for me at least, it it puts the whole second part into how are they going to make this work based on right. and, and that's what they want to do. I get that. That's the whole cliffhanger. Yes. Okay, how are they going to do this? But there is a certain amount of okay. So if they obviously if they're going to heal Adam, which I honestly think that's going to happen, and I don't know why people think he's dead right. at the end of this episode. He's oh, not. Let's, let's talk about this right quick. Okay, again, sorry, that, don't mean to interrupt you, but we got our body count here. Body count. All right. <laughs> I forgot about the body count. So Skeletor never died. Like that. That's Throw a complete. Him out of there. That's a complete falsehood. He was never yep. dead. Okay, uh, yep. He-Man, he was dead. Adam He-Man was dead. Uh, he came back. He got he's better. alive again. Yeah. He's wounded. Now, to wounded. me, the last I saw him, he was moaning and groaning on the floor, right? Yep, he was. Now, that's still technically alive. Yeah. Not as good as mostly alive, <laughs> but better than somewhat alive. Yes, exactly. By Princess right? Bride rules, we are okay for right we now. We are okay yes. with that. <laughs> He's here to blave, as it were. Okay. So he means okay. So we'll get back to body count in a minute. Go ahead and finish your thought. I just wanted to jump on that while we were talking about uh, Adam getting healed. Well, you know, it, there is this element now of like, okay, if Skelegod has the sword, right? How is that supposed to work for Adam? Right. And then on top of that, it's we we already saw if one per like like here's the thing there, yeah. there was the um thundercats roar tv show which i've only seen two episodes of and that was more than enough but the I, one thing I that they did on there, there so the one thing they did on there that i loved because i hate the rober burbles is anytime the rober burbles said the name mumra they get electrocuted by lightning striking them and they die and so there's a part of me okay. that goes okay it, it it was funny within the show. Um, I'll but take your word for it. it. Trust me. I hate the Rober Burble, so I was completely cool with that. But it made me go, okay, so if Adam, it, it, basically He-Man in his form already said by the power of Grayskull, and that's what blew him up and sent him to Preternia. If Adam gets a way to, find, to get the power back, how is that not going to supercharge and blow up Skeletor? Is Skelegod? So, so there's like... Wait, go through that again. Skelegod is already with the Skelegod. power of Grayskull. Right. So so Skeletor has the power of Grayskull. Right. Adam needing to get the power of Grayskull somehow, however he gets it, there's already somebody using it. So does that mean he's going to d- just blow up Skelegod by what's happening? You know, it's like he's getting the power or whatever. And it's, it's exchanging. But the fact that it's already in use by somebody, that makes me but, question certain things. If we're going by vintage canon, uh, Adam and Adora were both able to transform at the same time. 
but using different incantations. Right. Again, we have the problem with, with him using the sword. So, so, right. Again, what are the rules here? I guess that's the biggest yeah, problem. That's what, what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, so, I, but, and, I, and I hope that this doesn't mean that Adam can't transform in the back half. Or even we get the, the typical, like, oh, episode 10, Adam finally transforms into He-Man. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping that they find a way to trigger the transformation. Like, get some good old He-Man versus Skelly God action. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm really hoping. Um, obviously, yeah. the back half is going to be Adam's arc to now free Turnia from Skelly God. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really curious where they go with this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the door's wide open. I guess that's the biggest thing is we don't know what the rules are here because they're they're doing all this new stuff and and playing fast and loose with other stuff and but yeah that 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 power sword Skeletor just being able to transform like that really bugged me and that that's probably my and I'll say that's my biggest complaint about the series is is that mm-hmm. moment if they had even done. They need to do just something a little different that would have been like, great, cool, I'm good. But for him to just raise the sword aloft and say the incantation, I'm like, no, 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 no. It, it doesn't work that way. Or it shouldn't. Mm-hmm. But. Well, the only the only thing about that from just a storytelling perspective that I, I at least appreciated was you're hearing someone that you know shouldn't be saying it, and it sounds yeah. like... It really does have this. It's wrong. It, it, yes. it reminded me of of um, when when they did Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and there's John Walker with Cap's shield, and then instead of using it to defend, he's using it to bludgeon somebody to death. Right. You know, it had that same exact feeling, and it, it just it, like it does feel like this is this is you know it just felt wrong on right. every level to hear it. But the other thing I will give props to, at least, is Mark Hamill saying that sure as hell said, the, like, the way he said it. No, no, I'm it like, great. Yeah, that was, was great, great delivery action. for yep. that moment. But, you know, I didn't I didn't really look at it from that perspective. But looking at it from what you're saying, I actually think it would have been kind of cool if all that's going on. You have all the the visuals of the transformation going on. He's about to say, I have the power and he's, he runs them through right before he could say it. He takes it and then he goes over and he does put it in the lock. Like you're talking about. Right. And, and then it opens up. The power comes through. He absorbs it becomes Skella God. And then he looks at Adam on the ground. I have the power. And that could have been the uh, way to, Boom, there you got me in. And bum, 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 bum. that would have been even more yep. tragic because like I, I know there's people that like that ending, but I yep. visually I am not a fan of that Skella God over top of Grayskull. It doesn't do much. It, it, like you said, it's like you've never had a fin like me. It's like that's exactly uh, what I'm it, it it really messed with me. I was like, I'd rather it, have just seen Skella God standing there with the, the sword aloft at least yeah. at the end of it instead. It just it was like so over the top that I was like, "What?" And That's then Skelly, he's got he's got a bit of theatrics in him. I understand, but I just for it, like yeah. I would have rather seen him in a gold lame outfit, like in '87. Well, guess. let's 
So let's talk turkey here. And I don't know Netflix. I don't know executive. I, I don't know anything. Trust me. I don't. But I really don't feel that this holds up well as a part one. I really think that because all this ending did was make me go next episode, mm-hmm. you know, and not like, you know, season finale cliffhangers make you go like, man, I can't wait for the next season. But this one didn't really do that for me. Like, like, you know, where you're like, yeah, I know I have to wait, but man, it's going to be good when it gets here. It's like, no, you don't, you, I, I you can't end it like that. Like, I'm, like, load up episode six. So I, I honestly feel that this should have been released as all ten released the full season at once. I, I feel it does it a disadvantage, especially where they leave it. Mm-hmm. I, I think it should have been part one be all ten episodes. That's what I was And then right. see Just where the, the like, ten. like what you're saying. Right. But I just, I don't, I, I, sorry, but I feel like, I feel like it was obviously planned for 10 and it feels like the way this five was written is that it was not written as there's going to be a break here. It feels like it was written like, here's the 10. And then like, as they're going to do it, they're like, let's release it five and five. And it's like, well, I guess that ending at five kind of works for a cliffhanger. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I just it it, it it it's very abrupt. Like it's not even a good wrap up of the first arc. It's like as everything's healing, all of a sudden it's like boom, I have the power done. Like there's not even like a good like resolution here from the first arc. So the way that I've been looking at this even is, and, and uh, I actually went back to the well in the last week out of curiosity the for me, the best version of Netflix taking over something and making it a, a, like a revival yeah. was it, it to this day is still Voltron. And I ended up going back to that one in the, in this week and I'm already like halfway through season two by just putting it on in the background and re-listening to it or whatever. Right. And I can sit through that one season by season still. Yeah. And that thing, it, it's, it's a journey and it, it reinvigorated me to go. I used to like this one when I was a kid, it was, it, right. there was a point in my life where that was a big deal. And I think this is just me since we're talking Turkey. Yeah. I really wish this show was its own thing. The way that Voltron was its own thing. Because Voltron, yes, they have there's elements of the old show there in the story and in the characterization, but they also just said we're just rebooting the thing and we're taking it where we want it to go, and we don't have to rely on the old. We can pull from this. We can pull from that. You know, yes, and and they're doing that with this because we are saying there's elements of 2000X, there's elements of many comics, there's elements of DC and stuff, and it's like I kind of just wish. And this is where the problem with this show, the series is in general, it's it's always going to be he lied to us and blah, blah, blah. And we already discussed all that. We're not right. I'm not trying to go down that rabbit hole. But the thing is, 
I really wish they would have just done it like Voltron for that reason, because I like they set rules in Voltron. They explain things in Voltron that it wasn't five 30 minute episodes that we were having to figure this all out on the fly. And you and I are kind of going, here's what we think this could mean. But in the, in generalities, it's like the writers could come back and go, well, actually we, this is what it means. Right. Well then it's like, as fans, we're trying to fill in gaps that we, it's like, these aren't long enough episodes for us to know everything there is to know about this new iteration. Anyway, we're doing the best we can to build bridges in our own minds of story. And I I feel like one of the biggest disservices is just start it with its own new show and just tell the story first season, lead it up to this being the end of the first season yeah, and, and not have it be five episodes leading to this, have it be 10 or 12 episodes ended on that. That'd be a hell of an ending to go, okay, season two, we got to see He-Man and, and the like almost do 2000 X where season three would have been, now they're underground and they're having to fight back against Skeletor this way instead of it being, you know, and, and it, so, you know, I, I, that I think for me is, is a huge part of this show because I feel like I only got half of an idea of, of this version yeah. with the first episode. The first episode did a good job of at least making you feel at home. But there wasn't enough of that first episode to also make you go, I feel like I'm immersed in this world right now because then the second episode's taking you in a different direction. The third episode's taking you here. And it's like, it's jump to jump to jump like we talked about. Oh, absolutely. I, I enjoy what we went through. I enjoy a lot of the characterization. I enjoy a lot of the, <laughs> the, the storytelling elements. But I feel like the biggest disservice of this is it's hamstrung by the fact that it really isn't as in-depth and as giving us as many many of the rules that are necessary for us to paint this picture in our heads to go, okay, this makes sense now. Skeletor has the sword. And like you said, it would have been cool if he holds it up and we're thinking, oh, God, he's going to do it. And then all of a sudden he just puts it right into the thing. Right. You know, but, but having it be along those lines of, you know, like one of them saying, you know, could he really do that and have the sorceress be like, no, but, and then he does what was she saying, but he could do that instead or something instead of like, I, I, the more you said it, the more I'm like, I actually agree with that. Now I didn't really find it as weird at first because, and I'll, I'll throw this in there. The Thundercats crossover had that happen already. And that's where it already set the stage for me to go, well, they did that now. And it's almost like they set it up in a way where it's like, okay, some of the things, if you read the comics, you're seeing some of those play out on the screen this way. But again, those things I feel aren't earned in the same way it would have if it was, if it wasn't like an event thing like they're doing and they just treated it as a series again. So that's that's not going to happen, but I, I I, I know. (laughs) I do hope that by the time the back five come out that they'll I just hope that it will it will clear up some of this and they'll have some rules they'll stick to it and and I'm excited to see Adam. I'm excited to see his journey, his recovery, what's he gonna do, what's his move? You know, how am I gonna mm-hmm. transform? How are we gonna take down Skelly God? Like all of that. Um I what where are my parents? What's going on in the Royal Palace? You know, it's going to be Skeletor's next stop. You know, mm-hmm. I, 
there there's a lot of ways to go with this and i honestly have no idea where they're going could be here another hour speculating that (laughs) but there's lots of threads there's lots of going there there has been some payoff i just i would have liked I would have liked them to have wrapped it up a little bit cleaner. Even leaving a cliffhanger like with Adam bleeding out on the floor, I still would have liked everything else to kind of get a little bit of a cleaner wrap-up. Like, where we really feel like, okay, this arc's complete. On to the next thing. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what I felt was missing, but that just me. Overall, though, I really enjoyed this series. It... it it's very good. Like I said, every time I watch it, I see something more. And um, I'm going to keep going back to it. It's it's a very good canon. Like I said, I'm just hoping a few things are explained. But overall, it's a very good canon. Um, so at the, at the end of five here, we are looking at one, two, three, four, five, six dead. Total in five episodes, so just over an average of one person an episode. Mm-hmm. And again, let's let's go through the list. Moss Man, I don't know, he's mm-hmm. kind of got an elemental. Uh, Blast Attack, he's a robot. Yeah, pretty easy to bring back if we want to. Faker, he's a robot who can self heal a lot of wounds himself. Pretty easy to come back if he wants to. Uh, Orko and Scareglow. I'm still not convinced that they're dead. I'm only pointing it down because it's written that they are. As if they are. But I'm mm-hmm. not convinced. Yeah. And I'm, then, a, I'm right there with you. Uh, and then Roboto, which honestly I think is... I, we saw the body. Mm-hmm. And while they can rebuild him... I don't think they can bring that spirit back. So he's 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 the one I'm considering. Like he is truly gone. Mm-hmm. So, Which is sad because I yeah. again I enjoyed him quite a lot. So immensely. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. There's lots of stuff to happen. We got five more episodes coming. January, mm-hmm. February, 2022. Oh God, that seems like forever. <laughs> what do you think, Sean? General thoughts on the series. How do you so feel I, at the end of five? I I actually figured out the way I can describe this this series, and I'm I'm not meaning this in the way in a negative way, but it feels like this. It, it's it's like the equivalent of Superman Returns, and and by that I mean, you know, people people absolutely loved and made iconic the Superman of Christopher Reeve to the point where they couldn't depart from it to make a new movie. And they had to do Superman returns as a bridge to do like, okay, they had that. And then man of steel years later came out because they could finally break free of the Christopher Reeve deal. And, you know, like there's reasons that was iconic, same way as filmation was iconic. But then we, we have this new one where it is a bit of a, mishmash a hodgepodge of all these different things right you don't have one one real like continuity it's drawing from all this stuff but the difference between superman returns and this for me was these characters don't feel as alien as it felt to watch superman returns 
And I feel like this went in directions that made me want to see more of what was happening versus Superman Returns. I was like, I saw it and I go, I don't need that version ever again. I'm good. Like that didn't feel right to me. Again, I would have loved to see like the prequel comic is telling certain stories, but there is this element of, I would have loved to see a couple more episodes leading up to this. So we can show this is the, this is how it feels to be on Eternia because this Eternia and these characters aren't identical to what we had. They're similar. There, there's the spiritual succession to it. And um, I, I don't envy anybody involved in this for being in that situation because the fan base is hardcore about filmation and they believe that's it. And I'm, and for me, I'm like, show me something new because I don't, I don't need filmation the rest of my life. I've never been that guy. I can appreciate it, but um but yeah, I, I have so many questions going into the next five that I'm going to show up and I'm going to be watching it. And it's not to say I don't like the show. It's not to say that, you know, right. my my issues with it are mostly from I I want to see almost like a just be your own thing more than drawing from the past and, and having to always be anchored to filmation and and that sort of stuff. But the hardest part about it is there's so many people that haven't revisited He-Man like we do out in the public that that is their He-Man, you know, and then oh, they had to they had to do this. And and I feel like I'm hoping this is like Superman Returns where this comes out and then the new He-Man one comes out that's CGI. And then hopefully we can say we can break clean of this and maybe do something else with an adult themed version at some point that maybe could be its own thing or something, you know? Um, and, and, and who knows by the end of this, it could be its own thing anyway. And I could be completely wrong of where we stand with it right now, but. And it, it feels uh, like uh, it's getting to its own thing. You know what I mean? It feels, it feels different. You know, it's not, it does. It's, it's not quite any of that, but at the same time, it's all of that. And I think that's yes. one of the things I like the most is it's like, because I don't have to choose, you know. Mm-hmm. And no, did they do everything the way I would have done it? Absolutely not. But if they did everything the way I would have done it, I also wouldn't have enjoyed it as much because I would have known everything that was going to happen. You know, exactly. I said that during our speculation. I'm like, I hope I'm wrong because otherwise this is going to be very boring for me. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where I'm at in my fandom. I'm like, show me something new. Something same as you. Show me something new. Show me something different. Like just show me. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I like I said, I really enjoyed this. I'm looking forward to the next five. I'll be there whatever date they announce. I will be there day one, and I'll same here. I'll be running through it again, and then we'll jump on here and we'll do our thing again. You know, that's that's the plan. Yeah. That's how it's going to be done. No way around it. But yeah, I mean, so far, bring on, bring on part two because I really want to see how He Man can show up at this point. That that is the biggest question mark going into this. Like, how is that supposed to happen? And then when I see how it does, I'm probably going to be sitting there grinning, going, "Oh, you bastards! That's how you did it. That's how you did it." You know. I hope they do it. <laughs> if anyone's listening out there. I better not have to wait till episode 10 to see He-Man again. Like, I want this to be 
to be a back and forth, a, 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 a match for power. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, and that's that's definitely high priority to me. It's like I, I'm not one of those people that's, oh, it's the Tila show, but I'm at the point, too, where it's like, we just got Adam back. Let's see something now. Let's right. like we we have had the journey with Tila. I didn't. And it was it. A, it was fine. It was a, good it was a great great journey. But now we got He Man. Well, we got Adam back. The potential He Man coming back. Let's see He Man in action again. You right. know that that would be. It, it was fun to see him in the first episode because I mean we talked about that first trailer. Yeah. You know, oh, he's punching yep. the ground. There's waves of ground and this and that. And it's like. I want more of that. Bring it, you know. Bring Let's on see. all the heroics. Uh, He-Man versus Skelly God. Yes. You know. I want to see this, especially Absolutely. with Powerhouse doing it. Come on. 100%. This is going to be some knockdown drag out. So. All right, guys. I think that's it for us. We've run the gamut one through five. I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, and go check out our other videos. Make sure to like, share, subscribe. Uh, ring that bell so you get notified when we go live. We will be back soon with episode 71. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like a while, huh? It feels like what? We've done a lot, but we haven't. I'm ready to get back to a regular episode. Same so here. that's up Same next. Here. So until next time, guys, go watch Netflix. Ba-boom. Oh, come on. Oh, bear. Oh, bear. Oh!